The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. My number one album. Big shocker to me. Also folklore. Whoa. Are you ready to dive into all things Taylor Swift? Good for a Weekend is the ultimate podcast for any Swiftie. With new episodes dropping bi-monthly, as well as bonus episodes to give you real-time reactions to the latest rumors and news, it's your one-stop shop for all things T-Swift. We also love connecting with our fellow Weekenders, so be sure to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and or Discord to share all your Taylor thoughts. Good for a Weekend is available wherever you get your podcasts. I know. Folklore just is that. Like, it's a perfect album. Hello and welcome to the Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. So very glad you could join me. My guest today is film director and writer Ruth Paxton. Uh, Ruth chatted to me about her spark, which is Ken Curry's painting Three Oncologists. It is an amazing piece of work, and this was a really fascinating conversation. Um, you know how I really love talking to smart, warm, engaged people, right? Well, uh, Ruth is all of those things, and it was a real joy having her on the show. So let's just dig in. Um, quick Ruth facts. Ruth Paxton is an impassioned Scottish filmmaker and visual artist. Her work is heavily influenced by popular culture and has been celebrated for its surreal, unique, and often humorous style. Ruth's films are bold and powerful, and she has a unique way of visualizing, stylizing, and capturing the intimacy and complexity of people and their stories. Her vision is a fearless examination of the seamy, sexy, scary, and sad sides of life. Talk about alliteration, folks. Her psychological horror film, A Banquet, is available on demand right now, this very minute. So you should either pause this podcast, watch it, and then listen to the rest of this show, or listen to the rest of this show and then watch the film. Those are your two options. No other choices. Thank you. Uh, quick Three Oncologists facts. Three Oncologists is a 2002 portrait by the Scottish painter Ken Curry, which was commissioned by the Scottish National Galleries. The men represented in this painting are professors in the Department of Surgery and Molecular Oncology at Nine Wells Hospital and Medical School in Dundee. The head of department and professor of surgery, Sir Alfred Cusheri, is in the center. Sir David Lane, professor of molecular oncology, is on the right. And on the left is surgeon Professor Steele. All three men appear to have been disturbed in the middle of their duties. Professor Steele has blood on his hands, and Sir Alfred Crucieri is holding a medical implement. The luminous quality of the paint makes the figures look almost ghostly, expressing the sense of horror and anxiety associated with cancer. And that is all the information you need to get started for today. So without further ado, here comes my chat with Ruth Paxton about three oncologists. Uh, do you remember seeing that painting for the first time? Yes. And I, I knew his work um, because my parents liked the, his work. So I kind of, I think we had prints in the house and stuff. But I remember seeing this at the National Portrait Gallery in Edinburgh, which is where I live. Hmm. And it making 
a huge impact on me, you know, and it's and, and still does every time I go to see it. It's it's something I actually go to the gallery to see and I will take people who haven't seen it to see. Um, so, I, you know, you, to answer your question more honestly, I don't remember exactly how old I would be or the scenario, but I know that I saw it because I saw it at the National Portrait Gallery. Yeah, it's such an unusual, um, or he is such an unusual painter to be chosen to, you know, he was commissioned by the National Portrait Gallery to paint these uh, scientists and doctors who are yes. oncologists, obviously, as the title suggests. Um, but his work, you know, that's so heavily influenced by like Francis Bacon and Goya and Velasquez, that's like very heavy, um, you know, beautiful, but kind of frightening, kind of grotesque. Um, and this uh portrait i don't i think this is maybe the first portrait that he ever did and that's the impression i get yes i th i mean I, I couldn't say for sure but i think that you know i i understand he was an unusual choice for this mm. yeah and that definitely the likeness wasn't a priority for right. him of the, of the doctors yeah and just the methods that he used as well yeah um, you know, doing life casts, also, you know, going in and watching them work in theater, but they had never met each other before when he got them together. And so all of this stuff is very unusual. Um, and the finished work looks like people who work together all the time. And um, yeah, that also the kind of contrast between life and death, um, these people who are doing this incredibly internationally important work um, but also fighting against something that's so, you know, the, the specter of death that haunts us yeah. all. Um, and, you know, I can definitely see that influence in your work. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think as well, you know, I maybe didn't know, in all honesty, when I first saw it, I may not have known what an oncologist was. Mm. I, I think, you know, the idea that, um, that, that they were dealing with cancer was something that I would have learned after seeing the image. I would have had a very pure reaction to the image in 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 the first instance, and the the kind of the layers of meaning uh, and its and the gravitas of, of the painting would be something that I would come to better understand as I I don't know grew, grew up basically and got brighter. But I think you know for me that the first impression is just about how humbling it is. It's there's you know I love that you feel as a spectator that you are interrupting something and that almost you're an annoyance that's what it does for me it makes me feel like i'm not worthy kind of thing mm. and i you know and i love that about it but i also you know well there's there's so much i love about it but i think you know the it's to the composition and the themes and the you know i suppose the the fact of its it, how impactful it is to look at it's it's so um, demanding of respect. And I think that's what, you know, as a painting, it's alive in that sense, it's dramatic. And I'm always drawn drawn to dramatic art, you know, like um, in, in painting particularly, it's kind of usually the kind of focal reference for me for any film I've made is a, is a painting and invariably a curry painting, but you know, not always. And I think that it's, yeah, it's about the, this one, it feels, more alive than most, I think, is is kind of what I'm what I'm driving towards. It feels like drama happening. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that you should say uh, talk about your experience of you know not really 
understanding or knowing what the painting was about and just having this kind of visceral, visceral, emotional reaction to it. Um, and, you know, I've uh, talked a lot on this, pod- this podcast about like the artist's intention um, mm-hmm. not being irrelevant, but not being having the ability to control what the uh, consumer, the observer takes from it. And Curry has, has talked about that. I just watched an interview with him where he was saying, you know, I um, people saw the three oncologists and said that, you know, it was the spectral, a kind of ghostly stuff happening. And he said, I, I don't that wasn't my intention. And that wasn't what I, um, you know, I, I thought when I saw it when it was finished. But my opinion doesn't really matter. I produce this work, put it out into the world, and then it's up to the people who look at it to decide what it means to them. Um, and that seems pretty in line with with your experience. Yeah, I think I think there's the meaning of it, and then there's also kind of I suppose how it translates to film for me because there's you know, and I suppose why my cinematographer and I would cite it as a reference is not purely because of. The, the tonal quality or, or the haunting quality of it, even though these are, you know, I suppose devices, painterly devices that link to other other works that I find inspiring, like the work of Caravaggio or, you know, Bacon. But I think that it's about the horror of what's unseen. And that's the kind of horror I'm into. That's the kind of films I like to make. Um, there's, you know, I know that the painting is described as having a sort of air of anxiety about it, which is true. But for me, it's about what's in the shadows. But in so many ways, this painting is about what you don't see. It's about what's beyond. It, it does an incredible job of feeling, well, not 2D for a start, feeling like you want to see what's beyond that. And then you also don't want to see what's beyond that. It's that's that's kind of if you could somehow encapsulate that into kind of what my pitch for a lot of the films I would make are it would it, that's what it would be is it's about what you don't see what's hidden in the shadows and I think that's the best kind of horror because it's you know there's generally um nothing worse than what your brain can imagine um without being shown you know that the end result it, the I suppose that the anxiety and the dread and the anticipation of what could be is my brand rather than <laughs> rather than the horror of the end of it but at the same time you know across curry's work a lot of what i'm really into is is his flesh he is mm-hmm. he fetishizes flesh he loves bodies um and he does a lot of um really horrific stuff with flesh that became you know so was was references for other parts of the movie that um that that we just made as well yeah and i, I think um those two sides of his work uh, you know, the, the more overt stuff where it's like, you know, a face of somebody who's got a terrible disease or some a, a dead body that's been maimed. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff as well where it's like figures with some kind of shadow in the background, a doorway that's not lit. Um, and as you said, that the implication of something unseen and oftentimes um, something that makes you feel uneasy or scared or um, e- even with a painting like The Three Oncologists where it's about, um, you know, these really important figures uh, charging against that darkness, really. Um, the darkness is what makes up 
the the majority of the canvas. And so it's leaving it to you to kind of figure out, uh, especially as was your experience where you don't really understand who, the significance of these people in the real world, um, what it is that they're fighting against and what is beyond them in this this vast blackness. And I think also there's just like, I think going back to the, what I mentioned about feeling like you're, you're, you're somehow interrupting a moment, there's a there's a look from each of them that's kind of makes you feel quite small it makes you feel quite like I mean I, I've said I've used the word humbled already and that's definitely true but what I mean is also like I get this sense that I'm being told to go away not to come into the painting mm-hmm. and that I think is quite a bold thing for you know for a piece of art to do it's it's um yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of that transcends the canvas in a way that, it, yeah, it makes, it makes me feel uncomfortable as well as odd, you know, and that's pretty special. Um, but I think, you know, it would have been, it will definitely have been my dad that would have at some point explained to me what, what these men did and the importance of their jobs. And I think then it just hit on a whole other level. And I, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I'm not somebody that's been directly, you know, or even you know I don't know anybody in my family that's died of cancer I'm really fortunate in that way but I have friends going through you know the loss of someone at the moment um who's dying of cancer and Mm -hmm. it hits in a different way because because of that you know it's it's and I expect it's you know it will for for the majority of people because cancer touches so many people if not directly then you know indirectly and so that that side of it too I can see why it's such an important painting you know and I look over I'm looking over there because my boyfriend has a print of it on his wall so and mm. <laughs> reminded of it <laughs> yeah and uh I I that idea of um interrupting something I think is yeah. so fascinating for a portrait because it's it's very unusual. You know, pe- you think of people sitting for a portrait and it's like front-facing, uh, kind of stern pose, like somebody who is really yeah. taking the time to um, preserve their image for posterity. And instead, it's, uh, you know, the, the implication of interruption, which also gives you a, an insight into what these people do. I mean, it's clear that they're doctors, but it's like they don't have time for this to happen. And they're like a quick glance and, and we've got to get back to work. That's exactly it. What he has done is he has painted their sense of purpose. He has painted their identity. And I think that that is so much more interesting than a likeness. You know, um, there's also something, I mean, and you mentioned as well that he took life masks. And I think, you know, when you see those, because they're exhibited in, I guess, ca- like cabinets next to the painting, your immediate thought is that they're death masks. That's what, you know, that's what that imagery says to me when I see that. Um, and, you know, particularly because the eyes are closed. So there's something really kind of, you know, additionally creepy about that, particularly because he, I know Curry paints a lot of death you know he paints a lot of corpses so there's there's that all entwined in it too so there is that sense of death that's permeating that image beyond what the painting is telling you about the job they're doing I think and so it's it definitely makes you uh, aware of your mortality and that's you know so it's in a sense 
it's a vanitas image and that theme in art is something that is hugely prevalent in in my work and you know what inspires me to make work um and so yeah so it's, it's kind of, for me i think the other reason i love it is because it's kind of like a very contemporary memento mori mm. yeah and also just to my mind uh, one of the best qualities of art is multifacetedness that it's uh saying that you can look at it at face value aesthetically, not knowing anything about it and be uh, taken in. You can know the history of these particular people and understand the meaning and uh, the significance that way. Um, you can also understand Curry's perspective and why he is interested in science and anatomy um, and who he is politically. And, you know, starting out having this foundation of um, being taught by Marxists and um, his work starting as a, as a reaction to, or at least in part reaction to Thatcherism and the effect that it had on Scotland as a whole, but Glasgow in particular. Um, and whether you un understand the weight of history behind this or not, I think that's one of the interesting things about fine art in particular is that um, you can view it from all those different perspectives and you don't necessarily need to have all of the information to be able to enjoy it, but it can enhance that experience having a bit of context as well. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I, 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 have vague, I vaguely understand, you know, Curry's journey, but not really. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, always, I, I take... I suppose I, I, what's drawn me to his work is the work itself rather than, you know, his motivation or politics behind it. But I, you know, I had read about his responses to work in the early 90s and kind of how it, you know, he'd gone from painting um, kind of like crowds and buildings to then kind of being more focused on the decay of bodies and, you know, the the like, yeah, the damage done by war, that kind of thing. And I think, you know, his stuff is clearly very emotionally charged. I mean, you know, most paintings are because mm -hmm. it's somebody's been impassioned enough to paint it. But I think, you know, there's a sadness as well. And, you know, in his latest exhibition, I can't remember the title of it, but he it was a specific exhibition commissioned by the, again, the National Portrait Gallery. And um, I think it had a lot to do with him facing his own mortality and that was that was the drive for it and there was definitely it, it's not they're not comfortable it's not a comfortable experience and yet you know i'll look at his work all day long you know it's um yeah he's sorry i've gone off on a bit of a mad tangent and i don't really know what i'm <laughs> just <laughs> that can happen with me but yeah um i'll stop there <laughs> no i i mean i i totally get it and um i think the relationship between uh, death and these horrific things that happen to people, you know, uh, daily, constantly, the relationship with that and the research that fights against that, um, that that is what, you know, a huge part of this painting is about, that um, drawing from his earlier work, work, I think why he is a natural fit for doing a portrait of him or uh, of these people, He's, he did a portrait of Peter Higgs of, um, you know, other scientists and doctors. I think all of the portraits that he's done have been of people who are either scientists or doctors. And um, it, it fits right in with the rest of his work, that it's facing the hardest things that humans have to face head on, 
um, unflinchingly, not letting people look away, um, but then also saying the reason that we have to look at these things is because we're not going to find solutions to those problems unless we address the problem. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. The, the, the other painting that is a new acquisition of the same gallery that he had painted as a portrait is of Professor Sue Black, who's a forensic anthropologist. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of on the, on the, the opposite wall. And I saw that last year for the first time. I, you know, deliberately went to go and see this painting and it, it had exactly the same impact. I'd also just read Sue Black's book, so it was all very loaded. But it was, yeah, it's just like... It's, all, it's, it's incredible when something actually can make you have a physical reaction. And I'm not saying I broke down in floods of tears, but I definitely felt like highly emotional. And like, again, it's, I, I just keep coming back to that word, these words of humbled and the gravitas of the subjects of the paintings and how he's managed. Like, I think to do, to, to, to make me understand that without knowing who the person is. So I think, okay, I went in with the knowledge of who Sue Black was and, and admiration for her, but maybe the example of the three oncologists, which I would have seen as a much younger person, I, you know, what he's done is made me understand that they are important, significant people. Um, maybe in a, in a way that's more powerful than, as, as you said earlier, than the kind of what we know is the more typical sat posed for a portrait, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've seen the Sue Black one, but she's kind yeah. of... A, posing over over a, a corpse in an in an autopsy setting and it's just phenomenal as well. I nearly I, I nearly chose that, but I had to pick the oncologists because I've 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 known it for longer. It's been with me for longer and it's been an inspiration for longer. Yeah. And I I uh, heard him speaking about the preparation for that and going with her uh and watching her um, dissecting a corpse that like having this shared interest in anatomy and talking about what a moving experience that is. And I thought yes. that was such an interesting observe or uh, interesting way to look at it that most people would be like, Oh, it was really, you know, hardcore, really upsetting. And to him, it was like, you know, experiencing what, uh, goes on inside of a human body. And you I know, would, yeah, I'm yeah. quite envious. Yeah, I would love to have that opportunity. I really would. Um, there's so much about the textural stuff of that as well that's um, present in his work. Like the, the, I suppose what I mean is like the literal textures of the innards, <laughs> and that, that that translates to a lot of the gory stuff um, in the film we made too. So no, I think he and I obviously have similar turn-ons. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. I think that is a, a lovely note on which to finish. Um, <laughs> um, I, uh, I know you've got to run, but this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. No, um, thank you so much, um, Adam. I, I feel I bumbled through that a little bit, but no. um, I really enjoyed picking the painting. I really enjoyed looking, you know, looking at it again and learning more about it again um, and the time you've taken to, to, to sort of look at it too. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you again. This has been a pleasure. Cool. All right. Take care. Okay. Have a good day or night, wherever yes, you are. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Isn't she great? And that was a really good one. Uh, thanks again to Ruth for chatting with me. Her film, A Banquet, is available on demand wherever you demand it. So watch it. Uh, and now I have a little spark of the week for you today. Lucky you, right? Um, I've been watching Severance, which is a new Apple TV series. 
the gist of it is that there's a procedure that allows you to divide your work and home life completely so your work self won't know or remember anything about your private life and vice versa. I will admit, when I saw the trailer, I was like, ugh, there's too much content. I don't want anything else to watch. This looks dumb, blah, blah, blah. But I gave it a shot, and I'm really glad I did. It has a kind of Charlie Kaufman vibe to it, but um, it's a Charlie Kaufman project made by someone who isn't a sadistic misanthrope, if that makes sense. Um, uh, it's got a fantastic cast, too. Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette, John Turturro, um, Christopher Walken. It's great. So check that out if you need something else to add to your list of things to watch. And that's it from me. Uh, I hope you have an absolutely tremendous week. This is my birthday week, so I'm taking the week off, which means no new episode next week. Aww. But never fear, I'll be back on the 23rd with an amazing guest and an amazing episode. Yay! And it will all be worth the wait. I promise. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane. Stay healthy, stay cool, and until next time, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.